Crime Scene and Cupcakes is an independent podcast created in the Anchor app, funded mainly through advertising. The podcast often has coarse language and disturbing content. Please listen wisely. Hey guys, it's Marianne, Dog Mom, Baker, True Crime Podcast Maker, and we're coming at you with a bonus Crime Scene and Cupcakes episode, because when something awesome happens in the world of true crime, we wanted to share it with you. Now, we will still have our new podcast coming this Sunday for National Baking Day. And yes, we will have the story about the semen-laced cupcakes. Totally disgusting, but we really think you guys might find the case interesting. But if you keep up with our social media, you might see that we were constantly putting information out there for those who live in Kansas because we were really working hard on trying to help keep the information out there for law enforcement to help find Brixton Sisk. Um, Because at 2.40 p.m. in Rosehill, Kansas, a woman entered the Rosehill Elementary School's daycare, posing as a social worker. The woman was then able to gain access to Brixton Sisk. He's a five-year-old boy who was already acquainted with the woman. The woman was wearing a red and white checkered dress and she had long dyed blonde hair, which she had secured away from her face and she was wearing glasses. After picking up Brixton, again, the school did not question this because even though at the time the parental rights had been severed and Brixton was living with a foster family and his brother Cooper is living with an aunt. The woman was able to exit the school with Brixton in tow. She then got into a black Chevy Suburban with a paper 30-day tag and departed the location with Brixton. Now eventually, somebody started to put together that something wasn't right here and law enforcement was called and the woman was identified as Brixton's mother who had her rights severed. Not only that, her rights were severed by the court and she had created some problems. Um, She had actually, some of the things that she had done had included threats of violence. Now, We don't know if those threats of violence were made towards Brixton, were they made towards other family members, were they made towards courts. We don't know, but if anybody is threatening violence, then you know that that child could be in danger. So we all became very concerned for Brixton. The Kansas Amber Alert System was immediately activated And there was an amazing outpouring of support that erupted on social media. And Brixton is just, the pictures just show this adorable four foot inch, 75 pound, blonde hair, blue eyed, five year old boy, um, 
At the time, he was wearing gray sweatpants, a green t-shirt, black shoes, and he was carrying his blackish blue blanket. Um, so everybody was just looking for this kid um, and looking for this black suburban with the 30-day tag. Um, and I was, you know, watching social media and I was sharing just as much as I could. And as I was doing that, I saw one of the persons who had tweeted was Brixton's brother. And what really got me was just, you know, sometimes people will tweet or comment on social media and they will say things. And I think it's so easy for people to do that because they don't have to look at anybody in the face. And so they just say things. And, you know, we don't know why her parental rights were taken away. Yes, there may be some things going on in the court system, whether or not we agree with or whatever. But this is not the place. It is the place to get Brixton back to where he belonged. And so Brixton's brother was just tweeting, trying to get his brother back to where his brother belonged. And he has to see, and that's the thing in all of these cases, as people are out there sharing their own thoughts and their own ideas, they need to remember family are seeing what you're saying. And in that time of crisis and in that time of pain, do they really need to be seeing the shit and the crap that you're thinking? Is that your place to be doing in that moment of stress? It, I just had to get that off my chest because that pissed me off. Um, because it looked like his brother is a very young man and he didn't need that crap. Um, but one at one point he tweeted, Brixton is my brother. My name is, and I'm not going to share it because it's not my place. And I think I did share something earlier, but... Um, he is Danielle's son, and the male driver was most likely her other addicted husband, and I'm not going to share that name. Please, we all need help, and we need the support. And then he did hashtag Brixton Sisk, and that really tugged at my heart that this young man was just working so hard to get his brother back. Um, again, the suspect's name was Danielle Benzet, um, as he had said, and he had mentioned Danielle, and he had called her Danny at several points. So he obviously doesn't call his mother by her name. My mom, he calls her by her name. Um, there was an unknown male driver that was operating the vehicle the mother, Danielle, would be getting in and out of the passenger side, and it seemed like the police were always just a little bit behind. They were gaining videos. They were doing what they could. Um, at one point, uh, the male driver, it was about at 7.02 p.m., um, the police then shared information that the suspect, the male counterpart, and Brixton had switched vehicles to a gray 2010 Volkswagen Jetta with the Kansas license plate 461 NWF and that they were fleeing the immediate area. 
Now that information was immediately shared again. People were just absolutely amazing getting that stuff out there on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. People were just sharing so much information. It was just absolutely incredible. And one thing I want to share is that it's critical to be sharing that information, not just in the immediate vicinity, but also in outside. Um, there was somebody on Twitter, I think her handle was Mama Bear, um, and, and she just was great. She was like, you know, Kansas, uh, Missouri, and Oklahoma, because we did not know where they were going and there's a point of this story i promise i'm not just chasing a rabbit hole so when she did that it was just like brilliant absolutely let's continue to share it on down the turnpike they eventually did find the 2010 volkswagen jetta uh, located in and abandoned in the rural cali county kansas now cali county kansas does have quite a bit of rural roads off the Kansas Turnpike so the police had found that off of that area so again they're just being we've got Wichita Police, Cali County Police, we have the KBI uh, Butler County Police they are just diligently working so hard and trying to um, find Brixton and you know get him back home and then according to Rose Hill School District Police Chief um, Matt Neal. Um, Brixton, Danielle Benza, and the unidentified male were located by Oklahoma Highway Patrol troopers. So, at 7 p.m. Thursday evening, five-year-old Brixton Sisk was found safe and the suspects were taken into custody without incident in Oklahoma. Um... And police chief Matt Neal said, I am just so happy for the family. I'm so happy for Brixton. And we appreciate everybody's support, their prayers, and help with the information that we got. We got a lot of information from the public. They were terrific, and we are just glad that he is okay. And that brings me back to the uh, when Mama Bear had shared my tweet about, hey, okay, this is great, getting this information out there. Now let's get it to Missouri and Oklahoma because they were found in Oklahoma. So it's great, you know, sharing those tweets, sharing those TikToks, sharing the Instagrams, and getting them just outside of Rose Hill, getting it outside of Wichita, and continuously sharing it outside. Neil says all over Kansas and Oklahoma, different law enforcement agencies were helping to locate Brixton some of which include the Rose Hill Police Department, Butler County Sheriff's Office, the FBI, the KBI, Wichita Police Department, Derby Police Department, the Cedric County Sheriff's Office, and the Oklahoma Highway Patrol. At this point, he says the district is still investigating how the child could have, how the child, and in other words, how Brixton was taken away from the school by a parent whose rights have been revoked. So we still don't have the information on how this happened. There is video, there are pictures, um, 
like I said, she had dyed her hair blonde. She was wearing glasses, but other than that, she had stated she was a social worker. Uh, we don't know if she had possibly falsified a badge with the car changes and um, she had notebooks in her hands. I mean, it looked like she had planned this. It looked like she had thought it out. So we don't know if she had falsified documents. We were, were we don't really know a lot of information on that at this point. Um, he says law enforcement agencies are also determining what charges the two suspects will have. They also, right now, they have charges standing against them in Oklahoma. So the suspects right now um, are having to be, they're facing charges in Oklahoma before they are brought back to Kansas. So they have not been brought back to Kansas yet, but Brixton has been reunited with his family, his foster family at this point. So um, the suspects have not been brought back to Kansas yet at this point. But it is so awesome to see a, you know, a true crime event, to see something like this happen and to see a happy resolution. And so I wanted to share that with our listeners that we actually had a happy resolution and you know, this is something, you know, we watched it unfold. We were trying to share as much information as possible. And we're just really happy to see it come to a happy closure. And I wanted to thank so many of the people that follow us on social media who were sharing the information as we were getting it out there. Those people who were, you know, making sure as much information went out. Those people who follow us and made sure as much of it got out there. I want to thank those followers. I want to thank our listeners who just really were diligent with this and made sure as much of that sharing. Because it makes a difference. You know, sharing it from here to Oklahoma to Missouri, all of that makes a huge difference. And I really wanted to thank everyone for that. So I just wanted to take a moment and release a bonus episode um, in order to do that because you all are amazing and you true crime addicts are just absolutely incredible every day in what you do. So I wanted to say thank you and you are making a difference. And as we continue to do so, hopefully one day we will be able to make a difference and get some closure on the Krista Martin case. And I do have a belief that one day that will happen and it will be thanks to all of you and to law enforcement that it will happen one day. It has given me faith that it will occur. So thank you all. And again, look forward to Sunday where we talk about malicious baked goods. See you then.